Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Wrecker Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. This is a day I'm sure Sam Pittman, when he wakes up, says, oh, my goodness, here we go again. <laughs> Got the 1040 press conference with the SEC uh, teleconference. Then at 2 o'clock, he's got the media by way of Zoom. And then tonight, he will be at the Catfish Hole starting at 7 o'clock. This is a busy, busy day. And that doesn't include the time he spends with his team on the practice field. Yeah, being part of the media, being involved with the media is just part of it. And, uh, you know, it used to be spread out a little bit. Used to get Pittman on. Well, we didn't never got Pittman, but uh, previous coaches on Thursdays. Uh, but now the last media availability is Wednesday. I mean, in all honesty, I mean, if, like if we're not at practice watching everything that's going on every day, and it's hard to come up with a bunch of new questions you can only ask on Keaton Slovis. What do you think about Keaton Slovis so many times? Or, um, you know, just different groups and stuff. So it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like we've got a bunch of backlog questions that we're wanting to get to him. But, uh, yeah, it's probably, you know, I don't know if it's as, I don't know if it's that bad. I mean, just has to sit in front of a Zoom for, you know, 15, 20 minutes and hold a press conference on Mondays and, you know, do the catfish hole and do a call-in teleconference. Not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, the best part uh, tonight is the catfish hole. Not not that Sam doesn't do good and you don't get a chance to hear from some of the kids, but uh, nevertheless, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he has dinner each and every Wednesday night at the catfish hole. So, with that being said, what did we learn today? Learn? Hmm. I don't know if we learned a whole heck of a lot, Randy. I mean, I just asked him basically about, you know, if practice has been good um, this week because he did tell me last week that Tuesday he kind of had to get on him a little bit to pick things up. But he said the the level of intensity and everything has been on another level ramped up this week. So that's good to hear. Uh, you would expect that. I mean, the opponent is easily tougher than any that they face so far. It's a night game on ESPN2. should be a great environment. Um, so – there's there's reason for him to get amped up, especially after getting, you know, hopefully a wake-up call, hopefully not red flags, but hopefully a wake-up call, as I've said several times now, uh, last Saturday. I did ask him, you know, just about what they like to do, what, you know, the night before and everything. I think they're going to go see Equalizer 3 with Denzel Washington. Uh, that's something Ooh. that they started after the Mississippi State game when they played there in 2020. Uh, they went and saw a movie and, you know, came out with a win, so they've kind of adopted that. Every team has some kind of different thing that they like to do. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of players, a lot of teams go to the movie, so that's what they're going to do uh, before. And, you know, they incorporate some things here. They, they move some things around, like, uh, you know, they instead of doing chapel, uh, you know, the night before the game, they'll do it day of the game uh, just because they have more time. They'll wake up later. Uh, obviously, they have an extra meal in there. So, um, you know, it's not just pushing things back, but maybe you insert some some more things or carry some things over from the previous day on to, um, you know, Saturday. So 
I wouldn't say there was anything just groundbreaking. Uh, I feel like there's a good chance Nudie will play. We talked about that a little bit the other day. He was practicing uh, on Tuesday. I guess that was yesterday we talked about that. But uh, Sam seems to feel pretty good that, that Nudie will play in the game on Saturday. So that's good news. Let's uh, talk with Savage. Savage, good afternoon. You have a question to call me for Trey. Yes, sir. And Trey, you know, as callers, we feel your pain. I mean, it's difficult coming up with questions to ask you every day. I mean, I can't ask you whether you like banana pudding or apple pie. You know, I got to hit you with the, I got to hit you with the heavy stuff. You know, the offensive line. Right. You know, I like banana pudding you know, those, personally. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. Well, no, my, go ahead, Trey. Oh, I like banana pudding also. Yeah, I've got some weird relatives. They like apple pie with cheese on it. You know, I don't. I don't yeah, they are. Yeah, that. they are weird. That is weird. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, I just don't do that. As far as you know, Trey. As far as the offense, uh, I was listening to Lane Kiffin, and they're going pretty much through the same thing. Outside the score that's on the scoreboard, people are stacking the box and shutting down the running game. And if if Enos can't, you know, as far as the 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 shot clock, not the shot clock, but the the game getting sped up, Arkansas's not mm-hmm. built to come back. You know, if, if the game's going as fast as it is, you said. Uh, last week, that you looked up and the first quarter had gone by, the second quarter had gone by, and you looked up it's the third yeah. quarter. It's what's what's your thought on this? Uh, I don't think Arkansas is built to come back from a lead. If BYU gets out in front of us, I don't think we're capable of uh, you know coming back. You know, with the with the clock the way it is. What's your thought? Well, by how yeah. much? If they get ahead by how much? Two touchdowns. Yeah. I would say I would say two, three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Three touchdowns. Yeah, that's well, tough for anybody. Yeah, that's tough for anybody in the first place. But I'm not talking point, to you, Rick. Rick. I'm talking to Trey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the game, it's it's harder in the final two minutes because the clock does stop on first downs. But I, I just find it interesting that you know they were able to milk the game away so much and. I mean, Arkansas had some long drives, too. Obviously, Arkansas didn't have, you know, many explosive plays. What, four plays over, you know, 18 yards or longer? Um, right. You know, no, didn't have anything over, like, 38 yards. I think that might have been the longest play. So, you know, Arkansas had to kind of, you know, they kind of grounded and pounded also and had 174 yards. But I, I just find it interesting that they were able to do I that. I appreciate the time, guys. Yeah, Thank Kent you, State was able to do that and had like 200 yards of offense and was able to take that much off the clock. That's just, I don't know, that's kind of alarming to me. I don't, you know, they they did this, they did some rule changes a few years ago. It was, well, it's been a while now. It's 2006. If you guys remember that year uh, with Darren McFadden and those guys, they had some clock changes that year. I can't remember what all they were, but there were some similar stuff. And the next year they changed it back. And I'm hoping that's kind of what they do here. And, I mean, two hours and 45 minutes, thats I, I get shortening the games, but that's ridiculous. Who is I mean, clamoring? You pay all that money for an experience to go to a game, and you just the whole time you're just kind of watching the clock milk away. I who like is, the feeling of that. Trey, who is clamoring for shorter games? Yeah, I'm not nobody. hearing anybody. Guys, I understand, you know, people – complain about commercials we have to have commercials i mean somebody has to pay for it people complain about commercials on this show and i mean they're like you know this is a popular segment and people will complain about having commercial well i mean 
what pays for the segment, what, you know, what pays for us to be able to do this stuff. And it's in a lot of, a lot of cases commercials, but guys with these football games, I mean, you go, I'm just, I've watched so many games and it's like two, two minutes and 45 seconds of commercials. And then we'll come back and we'll go to the meaningless kickoff, which is meaningless. And we'll go back to a two minute and 45 second commercial break right after it. Every single time there's an opportunity to stop the clock commercial break every time i mean even even halftime you know they they've done they've just done so many things to shorten the game and you know in this instance they've shortened it so much that for commercials and you know they want to get make sure tv wants to make sure that they get you know into the next game on time and doesn't doesn't go over and stuff and their schedule works out better but i just i just feel like Everybody, you know, everybody else is paying for it with just a a worse, a worse product. That's just, it's just not enough for a football game. All the travel, all the time you spend, the money, the cost, and you go there and it's, you know, the game's an hour shorter. Arkansas's game against Kent State was an exception, but Randy had a deal and and I saw it later, the stats, that this year's average college game Hmm is one minute longer than last year's average college game was. Now, that's early in the year, but we're talking about yeah, three and a half hours instead of 329. Arkansas was 245 the other day, but uh, but you're right. Commercials draw the thing out. Replay probably has as much to do as mm-hmm. anything. Uh, you know, there, Arkansas in its first game had two guys that got um, – Targeting that, calls. They, that's right. And so, and so, But they looked at it over and over and over again. So – you know that's that's what causes the length of the game to be longer, not so much. Uh, that and injuries. That and game. injuries. Injuries, yeah. Because mm-hmm. you got to expect injuries this early because of just if nothing else, cramping up. But I'm with you, Trey. I mean, if you come to the stadium, and you get to come to Reynolds Razorback Stadium six times a year, that's it. Six times a year. Mm-hmm. That's all. And oh my gosh, this game's three hours and five minutes. I gotta go. I don't think anybody's doing that. Now, if it gets hot, they leave at halftime because they're too hot. But if it's as far as the game itself, I don't think anybody leaves because it's ten minutes longer than they wanted it to be. No. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just I, I would like to see it go back um, to the way it was before, and I, I just wonder how many other teams are going to you know implement this, especially like when you're talking about you know the Kent State to the world when they're facing SEC teams, and they're just you know, yeah. adopt this method. Seven yeah, seven drives sure. just isn't – I mean, it's seven actual drives. Like, you should be getting, like, 12 to 14. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no question. Uh, by the way, this came from our Southern Structural Solutions buzz text line from the 501. It says, does everyone realize this is our last chance to win the West? And do the Hogs know this is the last chance – to win the West. I'm not sure they do. Well, it's a good opportunity to, you would think. I mean, with K.J. coming back, uh, Alabama not seeming to have everything. I mean, that's quarterbacks are so important, guys. And, you know, Milrow looked good earlier, but you just don't know what you got until you get tested. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Alabama looks like they could – be down a little bit they'll bounce back i promise they'll figure things out they you know make a quarterback change and all that kind of stuff they'll they'll get it figured out that guy's you know done it before but i don't know if i look at anybody in the west and say man don't want to face them you know 
Uh, now, that doesn't mean any of the games are easy. I'm just saying, like, there's not any games where I'm just chalking it up right now. Um, and that's true with Arkansas, too. People are looking at Arkansas and going, um, yeah, that's a W. You know, that's what that's what an opposing fan base is looking at. 28-6 over Kent, W. That's what they're thinking right now. Um, so I think it's potentially wide, wide open in the Western Division this year. And, you know, you would like to think that you've got a third-year starter returning at quarterback, hopefully get Rocket Sanders back, hopefully get this offensive line gel. The defense has been playing well, but we don't, we still don't know what the defense actually is just yet. Let's wait till they see some real skill out there before we start crowning the defense. I think they're obviously much improved over last year, but let's see what happens when they start facing some, you know, you know, I mean, you know, guys, what what the mm-hmm. SEC talent level is uh, at wide receiver and running back, offensive line, quarterback. So we'll see. But yeah, I, I don't think that he's wrong in that. That hey, maybe this is an opportunity right here. Maybe things are kind of coming together. I also think a lot of teams are adjusting. Um, you know, with so many new faces, figuring out what they have. Uh, you know, BYU's one of them. They've got like 21 transfers on their roster. They're trying to figure things out. Their offensive line is. You know they don't know what's <laughs> they don't know what to do on the offensive line really right now. Um, you know they've got issues at running back. Uh, you know so everybody's kind of dealing with with different things in that regard. Todd, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey? Hey, yeah, good afternoon, guys. Hope y'all are doing well. Thank you. Um, the question I've got is, you know, these first two games, of course, you know, we expected to win. I think we all. Uh, Trey, yourself, myself, mm-hmm. we all expected just last week to be a blowout, and it kind of yep. shocked us that it wasn't. But here, here's my question. I hear a lot of panic and a lot of, you know, of course, a lot of, a lot of pessimism. Um, you know, we are 2-0. and I remember, you know, I had front row seats, and we got hammered by San Jose State and in North Texas mm-hmm. made it look silly. But my question is this. You know, we, we were real vanilla in the beginning, meaning, you know, we weren't going to – didn't didn't really want to run KJ at all. Okay, we, we've we shown where, you know, the second half of this last game, we did because we had to. Do, do we not think that the – and I know you've seen, you know, been a lot of practice, have seen it firsthand. Do you not think that it completely changes our offense when, when he's – you know, we turn him loose and, and they know he's a threat and they've got to account for KJ – you know, you know, the well, even at the most basic level, even at the most basic yeah. level, uh, when they decided to start rolling KJ some in the last game, that's when the offense finally got it going, you know. Exactly. Um, but there's a lot of things we haven't seen with this offense that they're going to do. They're also, you know, they're not going to continue moving forward just rotating offensive linemen at two spots and, you know, giving everybody an opportunity. They're just, they're just not. They're going to trim it down. Say okay, these are our guys. This is who we're we're going to war with, and you know there's a lot more. And you know Dan Enos also he's he's figuring out a little bit. I don't think that this schedule could have shaped up much better for a team that has such an overhaul. Especially you know you've got your quarterback back, but there's just so much new. I mean on the defensive side of the ball, you have three new coaches and so many transfer additions, and you know that's they they've been able to kind of ease right into it. Uh, for the offense, it's, you know, defense is more reactionary a lot of times than uh, offense is, you know, a lot more about timing. Um, so, 
you would think that maybe after two weeks they've got a better handle on, you know, what they're doing well and, and who goes where and what their best options are. And, again, I think this is another nice progression up for them before they take it on the road to Texas A&M. I, I or, think, excuse me, I, take I'm it on the road to, to Baton Rouge. Yeah. I'm with you 100%, and I'm, you know, I, I just hate the pessimism. And, uh, I, you know, I may be, I may drink the Kool-Aid. I'm a hog, lifelong Hogs fan, and I tell people all the time, hell, it's a whole lot easier to be a, a Bama fan. But that being said, I still think this is a nine-win team. Thanks for taking my call, guys. Thank you, Todd. So I, I like the pessimism. Um, I, th- I just, I, I do. I think it's part of, of what makes football so exciting, the extreme highs and lows. You can, you know, you can just have such emotional change so quickly it's just the is the roller coaster you ride with the football season um and then kind of a microcosm of it just the game itself uh is just a roller coaster it's i always say you know when i was younger and i'd be watching a game and he's screaming at my television and you know yelling all that stuff and my mom would go trey calm down it's just a game and i'd say i i want to yell I want to get emotional. I want to get, you know, yell at my TV. I want to get up and down. I want to jump in the air. That's that's what makes this game so much fun. So I, I bring on the pessimism. Let's stop. Let's you can't do that in the press box, by the way, so that's why we've never no. seen that with you. you, you oh, no. You yeah. No, no, it doesn't happen in the press. Yeah, you, you, have, to tar- you have to switch that either. off. There's a, there's a few groans yeah. and moans, but that's yeah. about it. Right. <laughs> let's talk to Mitch. Mitch, good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Trey. I do. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are doing all right. Thank you, sir. So, yeah. um, it's, I, I'm kind of agree with the previous caller. I think there's a lot of panic, and you know, I've had this question before, and over the years, it's kind of a page out of the Bobby Trino playbook. Is uh, you know, the first couple three games, you know, the, uh, I think it works out real good, like you were saying, Trey, with the, the competition getting a little better each week. But I mean, I'm sure there's There's uh, different packages, uh, different blocking schemes that that they're not showing right now. That they're not wanting to put out there for all our SEC opponents to view and 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 dissect. Uh, You know, even defense. Our defense just pretty much straight up beat Kent State without a bunch of blitz packages and all. That was just linemen blowing them up and linebackers getting in there and getting them. There wasn't a lot of Stuff. There was a little bit of back-end help, but, I mean, I'm not seeing a lot of technical football at this point in these games, and is, is it possible that they're just holding back a little bit as well? Oh, yeah. I think there's Thank no you, question. Holding back, experimenting um, on a lot of things, I, I would think. Uh, you know, also, we can go back to 2021. So Arkansas beat Kent State by 22 points. If you go back to 2021, their season opener was against Rice. Arkansas had 13 penalties in that game, and they beat Rice by 21, 38-17. You know, and then the next week they came out, and it was one of the more electric, maybe the most electric I've ever seen it in, in that stadium, probably because it was, you know, it was finally able to be filled. You have the north end zone. It was finally packed, and they beat Texas 40-21. to you guys remember, mm-hmm. and then oh, yeah. yeah, I'll never forget that one, right? And then beat Georgia Southern forty-five ten, beat Texas A and M twenty to ten. You know, so I mean, that's something you can you can look at and say, you know, 
I mean, maybe <laughs> maybe there's more to this team uh, than, you know, the group that, that beat Kent State by 21. There was certainly more to the team that beat Rice by 22. Or 22. Now 21. Going from beat Rice being, by 21, beat Kent State by 22. Now you're going from being pessimistic to optimistic. I told you it's a roller coaster, Randy. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just trying to decide whether or not that escalator was going up or down. Yeah, it's not It's not just a downhill ride. It, it, it goes up and down. <laughs> okay, this from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from the 501 says, if they're going to keep the clock running, they need to shorten the play clock. In other words, do you go to 40 to 25? Hmm. They, they need to just go back to the old clock rules. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree, and that you don't have to worry about the forty seconds. Maybe or the they'll do that next year. Twenty-five, whatever it may be. All they right, Trey. Middle of the year, but they might do it mm-hmm. next year. Uh, it's not going to happen this year. Hopefully, it, it goes back no. to the old way next year. All right, Trey. We'll talk with you tomorrow. That's Trey Biddy of Hogsports.com, being brought to you by Asher Record Service Company.